There are certain technical terms that you hear out there, but what else do you hear more than markets oversold or overbought? Well, down 10 out of 13 sessions, one of those outliers being a small up day. We're oversold. We're getting a pop. It'll just be another fade or not. We'll look at some earnings. We'll talk to Jeremy Shorts at Wisdom Tree. It's Monday. It's pre-market prep. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been the penny. I'd buy that stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, traders and investors. The market woke up on the right side of the bed. S&Ps are up 27.50 after that up open at 41.65 and a quarter. Dollar peeling back about a dime here at 106.28. Bonds down about a half a point, but just holding above the lows of the move. Crude down a buck 09 at 84.44. Gold over 2K up 590 at 2,400. 2004 and 40 cents silver back over 23 that's up 40 cents really nice on a percentage basis that's 1.74 percent at 23.29 and bitcoin knocking on the door of 35k here up 965 dollars at 34,920 let's bring in triple d triple d seems to be in a fast market this morning yeah Came in a little bit short, not great. I guess I got to read those stats that we go up every single Monday. So never be short coming in over the weekend. I just anticipate that we could have some escalations over the weekend. So obviously, I was which we did. Or stocks, which, and which, yeah, those yeah. Out. Okay, What's that? all right. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, we closed on the lows for the week on Friday. You yeah, know, we made the new daily low. So. You're just going with the trend. And, uh, you know, the trend, like as I said, down 10 out of 13 days, two decent up days, one outlier. I mean, it's just, just going to be another day where, you know, we've opened up in the green and Mitch, and we could bring Mitch in, and he mentioned this too. You know, we open up higher and, and, and we just fade all day. Seems to be a little bit more of a sustained bid out there today. Mitch, what are your thoughts here? I mean, we've been talking about oversold yeah. markets for, for a little bit, but it doesn't seem to matter. They just... Anytime we get any type of a rally, it just seems to get met with more sellers here. Does that happen again this morning? Yeah, I, I feel like, you know, I would have been feeling a little bit more confident if we started down on the day versus starting up on the day. Because uh, a lot of the times we've been seeing the market, even when it starts up, it's like the extreme opposite out the gates. So we'll see what happens if we get like even just some pullback, right? Like just calculating like maybe Friday's low until we are now, maybe 50% of that, it comes back down to the prior range, like Joel talks about this often, and then we'd see the bounce there. That's kind of like what I can expect now. So that would be chop out the open, not just necessarily one way. And I think that's, that's what a lot of the bulls are also looking for, for like this quick reversal up. And I, I don't know if we're going to be able to get that. And am I feeling red? I mean, I think I got to, I'll change this light when the market wants to change tunes, right? I think right now it's still been a tough environment for stocks. And every time I've tried to play the bounce, especially last week, got yeah. wrecked to try to play. Yeah, the it's been tough. I mean, the seasonality plays say, this is a good time to buy going into November. Seasonality, November, December, historically yeah. strong for stocks. We set up well for that, too, because we're very weak going in. But what the real driver here, obviously, is still interest rates, but it's also what's happening overseas, what's happening with the war. You know, there's just a lot of things to be concerned about. So it's a tricky market to call. Day to day, we still have macro headlines driving the bus here. We still have interest rates driving the bus. I mean, over the weekend here, TLT down here a little bit again so i think you know a little relief pop joel that that wasn't really escalations maybe overseas here helps the market but we still don't have a sustained rally in tlt 
And until we start seeing the bonds start to like, oh, you know, like they're buying and they can't stop buying because we know they're massively oversold. That's when the equities are going to really sustain a rally here. But until then, I'm going to say it again. It's hard to get bullish stocks until the TLT starts rallying. It doesn't look uh, good it, this morning too, right, Joel? At least the TLT? Uh, no, wow. it, it, it's down It's down 49 cents and uh, the bonds are down too. But I'm just trying to, you know, I'm looking at the chart. You know, we put in, I permanently put in there the Ackman bottom there. You know, we're holding in that area. You know, I, I don't think necessarily we have to have like a rip-roaring rally in the TLT. I just think we need to like stop going down. Uh, Barron's went big time. Uh, with oh, the- good oh, gosh, lord! This is what scared me. I saw time that. to buy bonds. Yeah, yeah they so- listed pre-market prep, but they took them on a week and a <laughs> Joel, half. put that on the screen one more time. Put that on the screen one more time. I had okay. to put I you full screen. I think they're going to be right here. I do think they're going to be right. I think it's going to be a time to buy bonds here. And I think that time, if you've got a longer time oh, horizon, like Lord. super long, I think bonds We're set up agreeing. way better than stocks. We're agreeing I'm, with Barron's. Yeah. Oh, now I'm really scared. Uh, uh, but we got catalysts. And we'll go to the short-term catalysts uh, today, right now. We'll do the earnings in a second. But, you know, you can't ignore the fact you have the end of the month tomorrow, right? Halloween tomorrow. You have... The Fed on Wednesday, right? And then a jobs number on Friday. I mean, if you look at it, the earnings, now I'm not talking about the earnings reactions to stocks because it's been all over the map, but the, so far the earning, I mean, this is the solar sector and some of these other things. I mean, it's been okay, but the street, just uh, the sentiment has just been so negative that, you know, even on a halfway decent earnings reports, the stocks haven't gone up, and we got the big dog on Thursday. Oh, plus Apple after the close on Thursday. So we got uh, another one of the Magnificent Seven reporting, and the reaction. Well, the last, been, well I guess yeah. NVIDIA is the last, but yeah. you know, we've already had five of them, and it's been mixed. It's been mixed, but the problem is even the ones that went up didn't hold the gains that well. Can Amazon mm-hmm. hold the gains? I guess Amazon still has. We talked about that 130 on Amazon. Holy macro, these technicals do work after the fact as well. Right on the button. 130, huge resistance. I mean, I just think like, again, talking against my wife's RSP here because she has in the long-term account, but there's just overhead supply everywhere there. I mean, what's the driver to just, you know, take us up and start going 140, 160, 180? I mean, I just don't oh. see that driver, and that's oh. why... It's really hard to just come in here and say, yeah, seasonality is going to take us back up. And, you know, we're going to be really happy we bought stocks here. I think if you're buying stocks, I'd rather buy bonds. I'm, with, one, I'm, I'm with Barron's. Now, one thing, of course, this week, we'll have the FOMC meeting, right? And it seems like the CME Fed tool is saying 98.6% chance to stay on the current policy. Um, will we finally even get the mention that, yeah, we're on the pause, not that, we could raise rates a little bit further down the line. Oh what no, 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 no. He's no, he he he's sticking with his mantra. And you know, I don't know how the markets react to it, but they they can't they're not gonna they're not gonna give that fodder to the market now. And it, we're selling off, it's been orderly, it's been brutal because it's been, you know, you haven't had that washout day where you're like, oh yeah, this is it. You know, it's just been trickle, trickle, trickle. So I don't I don't think they're changing their stance at all. I've said this before. Death by a thousand cuts is sometimes worse than a crash. Because in the crash, you wash everybody out. You get people just coming in. The death by a thousand cuts just slowly erodes. Like it's erosion of buyers where it's like, well, it's just going to go down tomorrow. I'm not going to buy it again. I'm not going to go buy. When you're up in the markets and then boom, you get that huge like 10% drop. People are like, oh, this is my chance to get in. We've ruined, like, to a certain extent, a lot of people from in certain stocks, not all stocks, but oh. you know, a lot of people just don't want to get in. All these stocks, like, especially, like, you know, we keep picking on Kathy, but she's easy to pick on because the stock or ETF just continues to make new lows. I mean, all of those stocks that she owns, it's the same thing. None of these stocks just crashed. They just slowly continued to leak, continued to leak. And then you look at Teladoc, you know, one of her biggest holdings here. The slow erosion of capital from $300 when it was absolute insanity. $15 here now. I mean, this is way worse than a crash. The stock's down 95%. 
So it probably would have been better just to crash and maybe, you know, even be, but, you know, a lot of these companies were just going down no matter what. They were just zombie companies, weren't making money. They were doomed, you know, for, from, from a long time ago. But death by a thousand cuts is sometimes the worst thing for the bulls. Let's get to the stocks, the stocks. All right, so this is an interesting one here that I wanted to bring in and one that caught my attention is that Apple will actually be having an event tonight. Did you guys know? Uh, definitely don't miss it. Oh, there is a little bit of a sneaky event. event the Scary Fast October 30th event to roll out new Macs is expected at 5 p.m. Pacific time or 8 p.m. Eastern time. If you guys want to catch that, of course, catch that tonight. And they're going to be releasing the new Macs. Um, I don't know if this is really going to increase their stock too much, but what do you guys think about that? I got some inside information on Apple. Oh, oh, hold yeah, on I a do, second. Actually. I didn't I know pay they for got this. One, I got, know they got one sale of the iPhone 15 because my wife upgraded her phone. So we do have an upgrade. We do, and you they're want, not cheap, man. Oh, you they're went titanium? Cheap. Yeah, titanium. Yeah, the whole <laughs> shebang. She loves it. It's good. It hasn't burned the house down yet, which is good news. Um, when did she get it? it. Uh, Thursday, maybe? Thursday? I asked, and I went in I went to Rogers. I'm like, how do you sell? And he's like, we can't keep them in. So that's good news, you know. So it sounds like there is people upgrading the phones. They always say that that we can't keep them in. I think they can't keep them in because they don't send them very many. So I'm like, yeah. well, how many do you guys got? He's got we got one of each, and we just got them. <laughs> they don't send them out like the way our, uh, Apple does. Is obviously you can order them online, but you know at these you know stores they don't send them a whole pile. It's like creates artificial demand because oh you can't get them. So, but you know it's good news. Can't keep them in. That's good news. Uh, well, I guess I don't know if this could be a double upgrade because uh, Lisa got a new one. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Did you do it to the 15 as well? Yeah. yeah Holy, everybody's upgrading. Yeah, Apple's uh, going to blow it away. <laughs> you I, know, I was like, she was complaining. I'm like, you know, she all, well, because uh, she complains about, you know, why I like this. I like this. I'm like, just get the newest technology. And like, I, I, I forced her where she went out, she got it. And I believe it, I, last weekend, I think we went out tomorrow. I will say the Apple store indicator is a little bit, uh, I wouldn't call that bullish. I said, well, oh, did yeah? you make it? Yeah. I go, did Wasn't you make that busy? No. And I said, did you make an appointment? And she goes, no, they said you didn't need an appointment. So, yeah. I mean, it was still, it was still mm. busy. Uh, so it would kind I don't of know about out. all that. Yeah. that doesn't sound we too like confident to me. Well, it's I want to hear lines out the door. It's like yeah. an upgrade with a with a reduction in price target. Is kind oh, of what oh it is. the old I, the but, old neutral with lower price target. But uh, I will say I got a new Dell, and uh, well, I got one. <laughs> Dude, you're getting a Dell. I already got a Dell. I already got a new one. That cat I got a, looks I got juicy. a new laptop. I'll say that. I got a new laptop. And I, the other one I got, my shoulders got tired. I didn't get a big, you know, but I'm typing, I'm typing. So, man, they were so nice to me. I sent back the old one. They sent me a new one. And this thing is wicked fast. It's unbelievable. And, and the transition What's the processor? What's the chip? You're asking him too much, man. You're, I'm you're asking the wrong person. He don't even know what chip man. he's got. I Come just on, asked man. for, like, the biggest, <laughs> fastest. Did you go AMD or Intel? Intel. I'm pretty damn sure. If it's yeah, Dell, it's Intel. Intel. He has the luck. He doesn't know. He just if it's Dell, it's he Intel. Know. It, it, this might be the old receipt. Uh, it works fast. It That's works. all I know. It works. And it works. <laughs> Joel the techie. <laughs> I like wicked and it, fast. And don't forget uh, uh, wicked and fast. Duncan Day. Yeah. Wicked fast. Yeah. Okay. Um. I guess McDonald's, the old raising prices of the burgers. I guess that's a good thing. Why don't we go to Why do we go to Mickey D's here? Well, I should have yeah. known that too because I went to Mickey D's on the weekend, so I should have known they were going to blow it away because they got that extra sale for me as well. Man, we're driving all these stocks, me and you, Joel. Driving Apple, driving Mickey D's, like just driving those top line sales right here on pre market prep. Look at us. Get your McNuggets before they run out, guys. McDonald's Q3 <laughs> adjusted EPS $3.19. They beat the estimate of $3. Uh, McDonald's Q3 sales at 6.692 billion versus a 6.577 billion estimate. McDonald's Q3 global system sales increased 11% and global comparable sales increased 8.8%. 
Uh, McDonald's expects 23 operating margin percent to be about 46% and expecting capital expenditures at 2.2 billion to 2.4 billion as they expect to open about 1,900 restaurants in 2023. The best of breed and fast food. There's no doubt about it. Always uh, well, well best of stock wise, stock. maybe not flavor wise. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure, but I'm, I'm company-wise. So they figured out fast food. I mean, it's been the best of breed forever. P's 23, Ford P's 21. It's more reasonable than it was. We'll say that. Give me a shout when McDonald's goes down to a P of 16 because I'm backing up the truck. So we got to fall another, if we fall another 20% from here, I'm not saying that's happening. But if it does, I'm backing up the truck because I ain't Mickey, missing Mickey D's. When's the last time. time Mickey D's has been at that valuation? 16 times? Oh, gosh. I don't know, Joel. That's COVID. a good question. We need, like, who has I know. charts? We need I the know. PE chart. Shh. Like, it's charting as it goes along where the Dennis, PEs are give, on these I'm, things. I'm, I'm working because, on it. I'm programming it. I'm yeah, the PE it. chart because I'd love to, I'd love yeah, to know the answer to that question, one. too. It's been a long time since McDonald's has PE of 16. Yeah, and I think that, uh, of course, one of the what affected McDonald's on this recent downturn was their mentioned from their franchise cost. If you guys remember, that's what knocked them down. They increased their franchise cost, and that started hitting them. Hmm. Boy, oh boy. Uh, well, the pre market high is first thing we'll pay attention to. That's 263.70. Uh, I, the, the, but the thing that's tough about this chart is like if you would have been trading this intraday and you know there would have, you know a strong market and you're going through 259 and a half you'd be like lifting offers like it's going out of sight not even worrying about 260 so that's old old resistance I'd be in a, if they could knock it down to that those old highs I mean at least on a day trade anyone that's you know uh, shorting it off the open that's a great area to hold I'd love to see it come down here fill the gap, you know, build a bit above 260 and then work its way higher. Uh, on the dailies, not much up there. Uh, if you take out the pre-market high, your next daily high is up at 267.37. But that, that'd be a big move for Mickey D's. I like trying to identify the support on this one instead of trying to pick a top. All next. right. Uh, I was uh, taking a look at that EPS, but let's keep moving. Let's get to on semiconductor Q3 adjusted EPS dollar thirty nine beat the dollar thirty four estimate. Sales Ooh. of two point one eight billion beat the two point one five billion estimate. It just came in recently, so let me see if they gave some guidance. But for right now, that's what I got. Sounds like something something's up down four yeah. bucks. So it sounds like the guidance was light. If they did, or they said something that they didn't like. Here revenue expected revenue so yes guidance here yeah. mitch um expected I revenue 1.95 billion to 2.05 billion versus 2.18 billion estimates so that is light just the eps guidance for fourth quarter 113 to 127 versus 136 so light on the top and the bottom you cannot be light on guidance they don't care they hit your stock no matter what your chart looks like yeah 79 50 79 that's a stock that's come from 111 dollars What's the P on this puppy? Let's just go check it out again. These are cyclical businesses, so they're tough to buy on valuation. P Ford is 14, but again, cyclical. So P current is 19. I don't know. It's not. It's a stock I've never owned in my long-term portfolio. It's a company I probably don't follow closely enough to really give a fundamental analysis on. Uh, Jay says it has a lot of solar exposure. So I oh, don't do that. Know. That's I, good. I, that's I good news. Yeah, like that's I, like good. That's good to know. Not good news for the company, but good to know. These solar companies, holy mackerel, they're just it's a disaster. Uh, I don't know. You see any levels? See anything we want to buy here? Yeah, so I, I mean, really I don't know. I mean, maybe if you're short. Uh, 7805 is your pre-market low. And I'll just go to this area here. Just a little bit of congestion. You don't have an exact number. Well, I, I guess I can give you. 78 is kind of interesting. Uh, parallels from... Uh, May 24th and May 25th, right at the $78 area. So you got down there before. Also, I didn't, <clears throat> excuse me, I didn't get them on, uh, but this was one of the stocks that was presented at the uh, University of Michigan stock. Uh, so I think he got third. And oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and that was that was back here. Um, that contest was uh, back last year. And so, you know, made a pretty good call. I don't know if he actually got out out of it. 
uh, I can't remember. I believe that was in May is when that contest was. So had a move. Now pulling back. $78 area is what I like. Let's get to SoFi Techs. Q3 adjusted oh, EPS. Wow. Loss of $0.03 cents beats the loss of $0.07 cent estimate. Sales of $530.72 million beats the $512.47 million estimate. They expect fiscal year 23 adjusted net revenues of $2.045 billion and $2.065 billion on the high end. The prior range they gave was up to a high end of $2.034 billion. So now the lower end above that at an estimated before this $2.02 billion. So at least a good adjusted net revenue outlook, uh, but this is not a company that I want to be touching in this environment. Earnings fine, but zombie companies losing money. Gets a 7% pop in a bear market. You know what I'm doing. Uh, this was uh, uh, the last earnings report. Gapped up and then boom, I believe, came all the way down. There's some congestion here in like the 750, 760 area. So uh, respect those. If not, you got a nice round number like eight bucks. Uh, I don't know. It just, it's a little different formation. Like if this was opening up like a buck or a buck or a quarter, I would say, oh man, you know, really pay attention to the pre-market high, but it's not. It's only up fifty-three cents. Well, it's seven, almost eight, eight bucks. percent. I'd say yeah, eight bucks. Eight major bucks. resistance. Where do we get to pre-market? We haven't been up there, or have? No, we? we haven't even been up there yet. Seven. Yeah, if there's this major yeah. resistance up seven fifty to eight, so hard to be a buyer at seven thirty-eight. I think you could have forty or fifty cents, but I'm not going for that. And the problem is again, bears in control. What do we do in bear markets? We sell rips. Well, I'm seeing uh, news come in, and I'd like to give thanks to the chat, like always. Uh, you guys help out and smash the like. I'll give a uh, wishwash of this boss the comment here, and uh, he mentioned about Meta offering the ad-free Facebook in Europe. So got to give uh, definitely a shout-out there, Facebook and Instagram, to offer subscription with no ads in Europe. Of course, this is due to European regulations that are coming in. Um, this is only the EU and Switzerland, it seems like. So what do you guys think about this as that affects Meta? It's going to be chop. I mean, I think the earnings report gave us an indicator for what the stock is going to do for the next two months. It was the most choppy response to earnings that we have seen from any of them, where it went off 10 before the report, rallied 20, down 20, up 20, down, back down 20, gives the guidance, goes down, down to 280. Then it comes all the way back to 300. Chop, chop, more chop in store for Meta. Fading everything in Meta. Fading dips, fading reps, fading it all. Tom trading Meta. Uh, opening right into yesterday's high, uh, pretty close to it. That was Friday's high, 299.31. And then <clears throat> you get to uh, that wide open range here between 300 and 310. I mean, if you want to use the same case for the, that we've used uh, for the market and the S, you know, the S&P, well, we came up. We didn't make a new high on the move. So, you know, that was a bear market rally that failed. You can look at Meta and you can apply that same thing. Well, it was one hell of a rally, but we didn't get back to the all-time high. So it could just be a bear market rally. See if it could, absolutely has to hold 300 here. Uh, if it doesn't hold 300, I think uh, easily get a, not easily, but get a look at that closing price at 96.73, 296.73. Ugly oil just took another leg lower here, folks. So just keeping an eye on oil as we're doing these earnings here. USO down, XLE, which has just turned into an epic disaster. They bought it on the war and thought it was the worst. That was the top right there when the Israel, um, obviously, uh, escalation started to happen um we're leaking here too i mean chevron we should oh. talk about chevron it gets an upgrade here today here mitch but this is an unbelievable sell-off for a company that, that you know big. is that yeah, yeah. like the and market is... cap getting destroyed here in three four five days since that has takeover is nothing short of incredible we do have an analyst though buying the dip in chevron money mitch who is it Oh, that that one uh, you set me up on. I I didn't have it. <laughs> what okay. do you have? On I was Chevron trying to there? stall, get you set up as long as possible. You didn't know where I was going with this. So. I did not okay. know where you were going with this. Uh, and and <laughs> I have been seeing Chevron, Chevron uh, just to kind of upgraded mention. Upgraded this morning by Bank of America. They are upgrading it to buy 
They obviously like the pullback here. I don't know if it's a valuation call, but we went from 170 to 144. There's not a lot of sell-offs in Chevron. They're like 18% in six days. Yeah. That is an incredible sell-off mm-hmm. for a company this size. Is that right? Maybe my math is wrong. 170. No, no. I was I looking at that. I think I'm right. I think I'm right. Yeah. At least from the yeah. top 170 to here, that's about 14, 15%. So somewhere yeah. between there, yeah. 14, 15. Um, but this is why it's also so important to kind of turn really quickly. I was even long at 168 when we, I was looking for the 170 breakout there. I'm just glad off the deal on the day on Monday, I cut it versus hanging around on this and now looking at it being upset, right? And I think that this is the important thing. Be willing to not fall in love with your stocks in this environment and cut the losers quickly. Because if not, that's, you could have. I could literally be holding the bag right now. That's all environments. Cut those losers quickly in all environments. Um, it's it's tough in a choppy environment because you're gonna get stopped out on everything too. So you almost have to widen the stops when it's really choppy and yeah. volatile like this. And the VIX is escalating. Kind of got to widen the stops, but it's still that's the key to success in this business. It's not about what you make on your winners. It's about what you lose on your losers. I've said that before. That's the number one thing to stay in the business in the trading business and i've been in it for 24 years here now i've survived not because i'm a genius it's because i cut my losers uh they all have they have a buyback going on too and this is taking on well, so they're they, getting their they, stock cheap yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah no well they started it and i can remember when it it got the ridiculous pop because uh i don't know when it was it might have been when it made its whole time high so they're out there supporting the stock this is we'll see if it can form a little bit of a base in here first. I wouldn't, you know, just uh, you know, run out and buy it up 98 cents. On the other hand, if you're short, you got to think about bringing it in a little bit different style. Uh, the better level I like is a different style. It's this 105. I mean, keep using it until it works. And Exxon Mobil again, it came down to 105 and uh, <clears throat> got a little bit of a pop. So a good level there in Exxon Mobil. Real bad day on uh on friday and just not to it's gonna be a good short through that 105 so if exxon can start going 104 i think you set up to 100 sometimes it's just little setups like that 105 has been support support people are buying it there support is for and now it's broken you start printing 104 you almost think it's going to 100 like soonish so i'd say 104 gets you 100 all right, let's get to an interesting conversation. I'll bring in the video here to talk a little bit about it. The UAW, of course, uh, I'll give dimensions here. United Auto Workers and Stellantis have agreed to a tentative deal following roughly six weeks of targeted U.S. labor strikes. Ford deal, of course, included that 25 pay increase and in the very similar deal here for Stellantis. Uh, GM is the one that is caught out of here and still has no deal uh, but I will mention that Stellantis is now facing now what a strike in Canada. And this is one thing that I expect to continue to happen. I talked about this, how every labor union is going to be looking at these deals and thinking, well, why not us? Why not more? And money match here. Um, we saw the response to Ford on their deal. They got the pop. And then it closed at the lows of the day. Then it obviously reported earnings, and the earnings were disappointing. And now we're back, and we got into single digits. I mean, closed in single digits. Yeah, I, didn't I mean, these strikes, realized, as yeah. much as it's like they need to obviously keep making cars, and it's good news, the demand destruction that is going to happen in 2024, which the market is clearly predicting, is real. And I think there's going to be a lot less people affording to buy cars in 2024. I think there's going to be a lot less people buying new cars in 2024. I think you're going to see now these stocks getting squeezed, companies squeezed on both sides, and these PEs of five and six are going to look in the teens in a hurry. Ten bucks for the Ford. I mean, that going back to early 2021. So that was a good call by you, Dennis. I didn't think you had I mean, it went through 11 and it just they just blew through the entire 10 handle. 10's been support going back to all, all the way since early 21. You're down at the bottom of the range. You're going to need some big boys to step up if they're either taking new positions or adding the losers. Uh, GM still hasn't settled. That, that finally broke the monthly support, so that's not a good omen for uh, for uh, for Ford. Next monthly low on that is twenty five bucks. Stellantis just kind of 
this, for some reason, I mean, this has moved and it's gotten hit, but it seemed to me it's hold up a little bit better. But if it yeah, doesn't for hold, sure, it, held it, up yeah. really well. Yeah. Look at where these stocks are. Look at yeah. Stellantis is still up, you know, 50% from that. So October lows where Ford is making new lows. General Motors is making new lows. So best of breed out of the big three, no doubt on the, yeah. from the stock performance. It's been Stellantis. Yep. And I mean, all time high here. I mean, well, at least off the 2018 high. So uh, we'll see. I like that. Like that support in 18 in Stellantis STLA. The old Chrysler, the old Daimler Chrysler. I don't know. They've had more DCX. Uh, what was the original symbol when it was Chrysler? Was it just C? Well, no, C. That was C. Years ago, you had C. Yes. Yeah. And then Citigroup oh. came over and took that over after Chrysler. Well, I think Chrysler when they go belly up. Yep. Yeah. Well, then they went DCX, right? Went DCX. Was, yeah. And then they got yeah. bought out. And then yep. Stellantis. So, uh, where's been, Lee been Iacocca a, when you need him? Time. What's this mean for the Tesla Dragon? Oh man, I still think you see more of them on the roads. Tesla just has the margins. I mean, do we eventually have you know people saying, "Well, if they're going to make." 80 or 90 dollars now we're all in a ford and gm i don't want to make 45 a tesla so i think exactly. you know there is going to be some squeezing of margins there eventually too i mean musk has been pretty transparent here and you know he's you know they're, they're talking about advertising we're talking different things you know it hasn't been fantastic you know like what he's talking but you know the, the stock's been forgiven still trades at a lofty valuation but again this is if you're talking car companies tesla's absolutely best of breed Hold yeah. them a psychological 200 level, a uh, couple lows in that area, tight range yesterday. I think that a lot of this will just be market dependent. Like if the if the spoos roll over, start heading towards unchanged on the day, I think Apple could or you know Tesla is going to have a hard time holding these gains. If the S P say, hey, we're going to have a good day, we're going to make a charge for 4200, then I think the indexers will just buy this up uh, inside day. So you should note that on. Uh, on Tesla inside day on Friday. And at least for me, it is historically oversold. Um, so I wonder if we finally get the bounce. Of course, that doesn't guarantee today, but it's at a 15 reading. And of course, normally people look at 20 readings. So just to give you an example of how extreme it's down there. Let's get to some outlook on the earnings calendar. Of course, we got a lot of earnings that will be coming. What well, one earning week. we missed here, Mitch? I just before you go to the next ones, we missed WDC, and I think we should talk about it because there it's up eleven percent. It's not only that; it's talking about breaking up into two companies. So there's a lot of headlines here. Um, it just broke at eight o'clock, which is why I missed it because we'd already started the show. But the earnings have come out here on WDC. I've got it up, so I'll just read it off here yeah, too. Yeah, go for it, Dennis. So yeah. So Western Digi, again, cyclical businesses here. So they're now losing money. They lost $1.76, supposed to lose $1.90. So I guess that's a beat. $2.75 billion versus $2.65 billion is a beat on the sales. The guidance, they see Q2 losing $1.35 to $1.05. They were supposed to lose $1.39. So I guess that's good news because they were beating there too, despite losing money in the revenue. But the major news here, which is driving the stock this morning, is they are going to form two independent public companies focused on data storage and growth um, in HDD and flash market. So talking about breaking up into two separate companies here, that's the headline that is driving the bus WDC up 12% on this financial engineering. Uh -huh. Man, I don't know why it got killed a couple days ago. I don't know if that was just market conditions, but all these people are now getting their money back above 44. Oh, yeah. So 44, uh, you had a daily high at 44.57, another high just above that. The pre-market high is right there. I mean, I don't know what more you could ask for, at least for today, if you bought this at 36, 37, 38, 39, or 40. So can't really I uh, identify support uh, very hard, but resistance well-defined. And just because they're splitting it up in two companies, that doesn't mean that either one of them is going to be that much more profitable. I mean, we've, we've yeah. seen this before. Um, I just wanted to go back. I, I know we're going to bring Jeremy on in a second, but. Just going back to the car industry, and, and and I know I said this a long time ago, and it never happened. But man, could there be some consolidation? And I don't know who would buy who, or I know Tesla doesn't want to buy anybody, but just 
doesn't it make sense with the production facilities that those three companies have? I mean, I don't know if they're right to make uh, make EVs or anything. I mean, Michigan is supposed to be the largest battery producing state in the country by 2030. I, I don't know where, what the consolidation is going to be, but I don't know. I don't know. I mean, as it doesn't seem like GM and Ford, I mean, Stantis is a little bit better, but I don't know. Just something to, something to think about. I mean, there's been so forward. much consolidation over the years in all of these companies here. I mean, is there consolidation yeah. out of necessity coming? Yes. I, I, I don't think we're at that point. I think it's no. something to think about later in 2024. It's possible. But again, I just don't want to own automobiles. I don't want to own automobile companies. Begging it back to Western Digi, WDC. Oh, she wants to say hello. Hello. She's off to school. So <laughs> One more day before <laughs> Halloween. Yeah. WDC. She's oh late for school. She's got to go. They're going to be late for school. Uh, Do they WDC, get tardy? I would sell WDC, Joel. I'm with you here. 44 <laughs> to 45 is all major resistance. The people getting their money back. The thing was $36 like IBM, years man. ago. Take the money and run, as Steve Miller would say. This looks like IBM monthly chart, okay, right? Um, the only way I'd look at that chart is looking at that monthly chart, Joel. Um, I don't know about you, but that's the only thing that seems to make sense on WDC. You see the pullback area on the monthly chart clear as day. Um, that's the only area that I'd maybe be getting this kind of stock. It's very comparable, at least, to like an IBM chart, I think, where it doesn't hasn't gone anywhere on the monthlies in a long time. Um, so that WDC chart, uh, the last time where this run actually happened was in 2013. Um, so you're back at prices that were trading also in 2010 and 2009. You ain't fading, you ain't trading. Yeah, it just it seems like one of those uh, brands that isn't going anywhere anytime soon. They're lose. Look at the money they're projected to lose. Yeah, they're and they're EBITDA uh, We're, we're going to buy this off. up 13 percent because they're going to split up into two companies here this morning. Hey, people, it's not 2020 anymore. It's 2023, and this company is projected to lose a lot of money here in the short term. Man, 11 percent pop in this is a hell of a gift. Is it uh wasn't that one joker uh was it Peltz or um who was it that had this idea at like a hundred bucks that the true value was like two thirty or something? Yeah, remember that? The, who was yeah. the big no, your memory I'm the goldfish memory, six seconds. Help know, me but... out. I Jerry um uh Jay will <laughs> don't remember. remember. Come on. Yeah, I don't Jay remember. Will remember. Joel, he... And Joel remembers a lot of stuff, but then he sometimes confuses, you know, his dreams with yes, reality yes. here too. He's getting older no, here, a little bit of no. senile. So <laughs> no, I'm telling you, there was I a love big. Him. It this is it was this is what I'd point to, man. That's 34. percent now you guys are gonna make me go look it up. Well, well, he's the actually right. He actually you. does have a really good memory. I hope my memory is that good when I'm 80 years old. Just look at this, guys. Revenue growth for one year down negative 34.45%. Elliot. That's Elliot. all I need. We're building the case to short the stock here. We're building the case. <laughs> Elliot. Elliot. Sold Elliot, to well, anyone who June, wants to buy 4352, in my opinion. June of 22. Elliot. There you go. There you, there you go. go. Right um, here. He said, We're is that Elliot's in there? Okay. Yeah. Elliot sold to you, Elliot. I don't want anything of this. Yeah. Why would I want this company? Like, they're not making money. They're not expected to make money, and their growth is pretty atrocious. No, thank I don't you. Know, I'm with no, you. No, thank you. No, thank you, man. No, thank you. I'm with you, no, money, thank Mitch. Thank you. All right, let's get to those earnings stocks this week. What's on your radar, guys? Of course, Apple. tomorrow, AMD um, before Apple. Before I know okay, that I know that you're looking at Apple. I'm looking at your before. calendar here tonight. Pin interest, as Joel says, that I love that. Pfizer, wow, Pfizer's been an epic disaster in my long-term portfolio. Caterpillar, AMD is always interesting. I still have a little bit of that. Industrials have been getting so hmm. whacked. And the only thing that's been helping industrials stay hmm. up here has been the defensive names. If the defensive names weren't going up, man, the XLI would be in trouble. Um, so that's an interesting report to catch tomorrow at Caterpillar. I mean, that's down big recently. Joel, I don't know if you got that chart up, but... The cat? Yeah, the cat's oh, been really man. hit hard lately. I mean, take a look at that, guys. Big machinery does not get bought during a recession, and that's what I believe is coming in 2024. And then look at the XLI. The XLI Deer, too. Also look says at Deer breaking down to new lows on the move. 
Nothing runs like a deer until it runs out of gas. Or financing, or <laughs> in this case. Nothing. They're running out of cash. Not deer, but the, the customers. Yeah, true. the customers. That's true. And um, Big machinery, big financing. Not financing at 0% anymore, folks. It's not and then also, in, inflation had to weigh in on those machines, right? I mean, I'm sure their prices are way higher than they were two or three years ago. Okay, yeah, 100%. So I bought my John Deere riding lawnmower. Um, yeah. it's a small one, uh, oh, one thirty. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I use it. It's an awesome, awesome machine. I paid $2,200 Canadian for that in maybe seven years ago. That same machine is over $4,000 here now. So it has more than doubled in price. That same machine over the course of the last, cause my dad bought one last year. So more than doubled, I think from 2,200, I think it was 4,600 bucks. So, I mean, this, they've went up and a lot of that was during COVID times. So I think we're from like 3,000, like 4,600, like overnight. So, I mean, you know, you're, you can say you're, you know, 0%, 1%, 2% inflation all those years, somehow those machine prices doubled. So it's a lot more money. I guarantee you it's not just riding lawnmowers that have doubled in price. A lot of the machinery has probably doubled in price over the course of the last seven years. Now, financing is tough. So big machinery, big financing. I don't want to own expensive things that require the customers to get cheap financing because the cheap financing is no longer there. And that is the stocks that have been hit the hardest. Yeah. And I, I wanted to go through some other names that are very similar stories like Generac, right? I would say very similar story where financing destroyed. is why it's getting destroyed yep. and can continue going lower. Um, yep. I'm with you. I should just eat the loss on that. Um, and move on because, again, this is just financing. This is a solar company. It's the same thing. Until rates. The, the only reason to buy Generac, Caterpillar, Deer, home builders, automotive companies, solar companies, the only reason to buy them is if rates start to go lower. Long-term rates start to go lower. TLT starts to rip, roar, rally in. 85-bed, 90-bed, 95-bed. Now we're talking... All those stocks, those will rally three times harder than the TLT if that happens. But until that happens, there's no reason to own these stocks. People say, why don't you sell it out and then wait for that? Maybe that's the case. Maybe you should. You know, I try to take this longer term horizon where you're buying good companies at reasonable valuations. Generac was a good company at reasonable valuation until interest rates started to fly up as much as they did. And that's nope. what happened. They were lost the long end. And, you know, and, and obviously that's that's the story here. That's the story yep. with all these stocks. Generac, all these things. Yeah, I feel very similar way probably happened in the utility game. But let's what else was on this radar that you'll be looking? Of course, uh, so you before, get to, just continue the conversation. Yeah. Good from the chat. Show this conversation. Let's the Sask it. farmer, assuming it's Saskatchewan. Sask farmer, does that mean you're in Saskatchewan? He says machinery is insane. We farm in virtually every large machine that was four hundred to six hundred thousand in 2018 is now over a million dollars. Yeah, how so do they again, afford this? Cost of steel, exactly. And people will say, I'll just drive my tractor a little bit longer. I won't get that new combine. I'm yeah. not going to get that new excavator because they're too high. This this stuff here, even though it's, you know, if you're in business, you know, some of this stuff, you have to own this equipment. But they'll push those equipment, fix up the old equipment a little bit longer to avoid having a million-dollar bill for buying a new machine. Looks like we got a former bright trader out there, Dennis. That's who it was. Uh, awesome. Oh, I got to find out who you are. We'll get more of Sask Farmer. He's a former bright trader. We got to find out who that is. Ha ha ha. It's always traders. good. All right. Yeah. Uh, Those bright that... traders are pretty bright, folks. I tell you, I tell you what, Joel, you know it too. There's so many people. Like, think about back to 1999 when we were at bright trading. You look at the successful people that have come out of that business, the day traders. And they've, some of them have launched, you know, trading businesses and different things. But I mean, just, you know, like a lot of very successful people doing different things. Some of them are doing yeah. different things yep. now, but a lot of really smart people coming love out it. of Bright Trading. So I love you, Bright Traders. Yeah. And like we talked about it, just to wrap up on that whole heavy machinery, it's not only the cost, it's also the interest rate. So it's two negatives, not just one negative, I feel like, in this space. Both. Yeah. Hit them from both sides. Customers and, cannot afford, a lot of customers cannot afford to go pay a million dollars for new machinery in this environment. So that's why I don't want to own cat. I don't want to do 
Now, again, if you have a time horizon of 10 years and some of this stuff, maybe we get back to, you know, where rates start to come to normalize. But if this is the new normal, to Joel's point, and you've made this point multiple times, if this is the new normal, that we're going to have higher rates for longer, and it's going to be 5-6% for the next decade. Well, all of a sudden, there has to be a repricing of everything to adjust for that because sales are not going to be as high for this. It's not all of a sudden, it's like all of a sudden we can afford 6%, 8%, 10% financing. You know, people reaching out to me and it's worse than that. In some cases, you know, the financing on some of these products is above 10% on some of this, you know, some of these toys. I mean, that's hard financing. People don't have that kind of money anymore. You know, and uh, we've been seeing it in a lot of slowdown. That's why I just want to point to if we do somehow see a downturn in these defensive names, I would be a little bit concerned about those XLI names because this is the only thing I see that's holding it up, even though it's not really holding it up. You can see it in the XLI. The best investment, you know, stu- uh, the, the, the best thing investors have done here over the course of the last few months is if you're just sitting back in cash and just watching what happens. It's been best to be on the sidelines here. I mean, we can find diamonds in the rough. People could say, well, Bitcoin, what about Bitcoin? There's always something going up. And again, I think Bitcoin, and I've said this, you know, I've said this, you know, in, in recent times here, I actually like the Bitcoin. I think it sets up well here. I am long some Bitcoin. Um, I think like, you know, that's got its own bull market going on because of the weakness that we're seeing in the capital markets. So I think it's actually benefiting from the weakness in the banks. I think it's actually benefiting, obviously, the ETF. You know, this is what's, you know, what driving the bus here too. the two main drivers, ETF and bank weakness. But the capital markets, you know, being weak, this was why Bitcoin was created for weakness in the financial markets. And I think, you know, there is a case there for Bitcoin. I don't know if it's a long term case, but it sure is in the short term a case. And that's what continues to drive Bitcoin. But there's always a bull market somewhere. as Somebody says, I don't know who that is. Uh, me, uh, I don't know. <laughs> we know. I don't, I don't know if I believe him that often, but uh, <laughs> I don't know if I believe him at all sometimes. But there's always <laughs> a bull market somewhere. He's right on that. Yeah, he is right about that. Uh, we'll, we'll see if Mara fills that gap. That's one that I'll put on the radar. Uh, I AM... think buying these. Let's talk Bitcoin for just a split second. All right, you want to take a quick look at some those... of these Bitcoin stocks? Mara seems like one of the ones they're... that are interesting for me because they're it has a gap here. that it just filled. Yeah. Look at the gap on the daily that it just filled, and it got away of a little bit of the hypeness last week. These are the times where I let the hype traders kind of burn out, and then we can maybe come after it. Buy Bitcoin if you want to own Bitcoin. I mean, this is something we've talked about, and you know, for years. It's hard to if, trade though. Yeah, you know, just don't trade it. Make it a yeah, make it an I investment. Agree. I mean. The relative performance on these things, I mean, Mara, I mean, I, I can't even think of all the other ones. But the only thing I caution you guys about with this Bitcoin is this is all based on like the, the ETF and the ETF getting approved. So I've oh, seen yeah, I know if it doesn't, if they all of a sudden say, no, we're not doing it. There could be a like an overnight 15 percent fall. Uh, yep, a lot exactly. of these names like boom. So there is risk, Joel. It's a yep. good point. There is risk. Yep. Yep. And this is all coinciding with the. Uh, Bank been free. I mean, and, and then I saw the other day that uh, Binance was having problems uh, with withdrawals and stuff. I mean, it's not, you know, I, and Dennis, you mentioned about it, you know, as far as the security and, you know, SIPC insured. So, you know, if you're comfortable with your little wallet and your whatever things doing it, but, uh, you know, there's always risk, right? Uh, always risking everything. Um, SP is leaking a little bit. Yes, couldn't even is. really get it. Uh, um, really couldn't even get it to the open here. So far, we're just a slow leak here, unfortunately. All right. Uh, of course, we have some more earnings, but uh, we'll take a look really quickly here. AMD in the uh, tomorrow night definitely going to be something to catch there. What do you guys think about AMD going into this? I know Dennis, you've had it for a little while now. What do you What do you feel? Yeah, about it? sold half of it at one ten. Obviously, wish I would have sold it all. I have a little bit uh, left in my kid's RESP account. That's like the education fund, like in Ontario. If you don't know what RESP, it's registered education. Stands for something. I don't know what the hell it stands for. Anyways, he put money in there and the government matches the ends for their university. I put a little bit of AMD in there because they're at least 10 years away from university. I think AMD will be higher 10 years from now. Um, It's come all the way back down to where I bought it. Originally bought it at 95, ran to 130. Sold half of it. I believe like 112. I sold half. Wish it would have got higher, but I didn't. Um, and then, you know, I've still got a little bit left in that RESP. 
9750. Uh, keep an eye on that if you're looking for continued upside. That splits the highs in the last two sessions. Probably maybe, I don't know, it had a tight range on Friday. Inside day, uh, yesterday's low, 9459. But I, I like this 9750 number, not only for today, but, uh, you know, moving forward, two highs in the same area. I guess I don't know how this relates to ON, but uh, ON is getting the beats and nvidia hasn't been all that perky i mean that's a hundred bucks off its high so uh definitely a lot of negative things working against it going into the report but then you'll have lisa sue on with kramer and talking about all the good stuff so uh we'll see how uh how amd plays out all right. And then, uh, of course, you get Airbnb and Qualcomm on Wednesday. Qualcomm will give us a nice little look into how the business outlook is. Airbnb will be something definitely to kind of keep an eye out to see if we start seeing the slowdown hit in the consumer. It's been on a big pullback as of late. Can Airbnb catch a little bit of some love before this when, report? When stocks get added to the S&P, they're good long-term sales. Um at mm -hmm. least in bear markets. I mean, that was the pop. The 130 to the 150 was just ridiculous. Out of the S&P, and we tacked on 15% of market cap. That is all gone and more. That was the selling opportunity. I was long at Airbnb at one time. I actually got out of this one really well. I think I took this from like 110 to like 145. So it was a great trade for me. I had in the I had in the longer term account um, for about two months. I've not rebought it. People asking me, will I rebuy my Airbnb? At a certain point in time, yes, but this is not the time. I think we just got to like sit back and just get more information and wait for a bond rally before we start just backing up the truck buying stocks. And then, of course, Apple's report will come in on Thursday. What are you guys feeling for Apple? Is this the time to maybe get it ahead of the report or do you feel that uh, you're trying to push into the luck if you're trying to call it here early. Well, we called it short at 180. That worked out. It's 168. Would I take it short in the report? No, I don't. If you got a trade on, you're up 12 bucks in it. I think you're ringing the register ahead of the report. Can always have the run, like you said, as a, sl a small event here tonight. Um, do I think the upgrade cycle is going to be, you know, a whimper? No, I think it'll be good. I think they'll still have decent numbers. I think the guidance will be fine here. It's just a matter of response. I mean, the big, the magnificent seven out of the five we've had so far, Joel, all the earnings were pretty good. It's just the response was kind of mixed. Some were good. Some were like, yeah, not as good. So I just can't pay again. I'm just going to go back to valuation for me here. I just don't want to pay 28 times for earnings. But one thing Apple does have going for it is that, you know what? Yes, they're consumers, you know, but, you know, maybe, you know, can't afford to upgrade as much because they're tough. But people want iPhones. And it's like the small luxury item that people aren't willing Still, to yeah. give up. They're not willing to give up. This isn't a $100,000 truck. This isn't a million-dollar piece of Caterpillar machinery. This is a $1,500 phone. Yeah. If people are struggling, they still find their money. You, you can, can look payments. to somebody who can can't even make the bills, but these people upgrade their phones. Yeah, the interest people rates don't like affect it as phones. much, right? Um, uh, interest I, rates I, don't affect it as much. That's just what 100%. it is. 100%. Apple has hardly no debt. And yes, a lot of their customers um, still, you know, with all the deals through the phone companies and stuff, they have 0% financing. Yeah. Even with the upgrade that my, that my wife yeah. did on the Rogers phone, it was 0% financing for 24 months on the phone. So there's, it's small enough ticket and there's big enough margins that they can still offer 0% financing on the phones. And that did you, makes did a you difference. Do that? Did you do yeah. that? Did you do that? Why not? Yeah. It's 0%. I know, I why said, not? You can buy I it outright or you can do 0% for 24 months. I like, the, well, it's either 0%. Why? Why? I'll I keep it more of the money. I know. You did I it too, that, Joel? I, well, I, I walked out. I go, how, you know, what was it? 14, 15, 1600? She goes, no, I, I did the financing plan. I'm like, what? And then you know it. It's zero I mean, why not? I mean, why not? Why not? Yeah, this why is not? <laughs> this is the clear case of why the phone companies keep being able to sell these phones, right? Is that they can sell them at zero percent interest rate on financing, and I mean, who isn't going to take that deal? And, is, is and this Apple is why Apple, done... like people say, why doesn't Apple get killed? You know, we've been killed in the bear market here. Well, there's a big reason here. It does trade at an extreme valuation. If this thing was trading twenty times earnings, I'd be buying the stock. But it's not. It's still too expensive for me. That's the whole thing. But have it on your shopping list here, folks, because this is a luxury item that people, you know, Apple's still a fantastic company here. And these are the diamonds in the rough that when they go down, eventually will want to own. 
you know, Apple's a big part of everything here. So, you know, I've talked bearish on Apple for a long time, but the whole reason that these stocks have held up a lot better than the other ones is interest rates don't impact them, not nearly as much. Uh what uh, the other thing I want to say about one other thing to say about Apple, what have they done like an event this close to earnings before? Mm. It's a small event, though. This isn't okay. the main event here. Mitch yeah, it's not the main event. It's, yeah. it's just for one product. So that's yeah. the key here. And um, you shouldn't see like maybe new chips, but maybe new chips in these Macs will be the mention. Um, so that's one thing that I would be looking for. Um, and then also pricing. Right. Pricing will be important to kind of take a look at that. Is it a higher price, lower price? I'll be looking into that. And of course, it will come tonight. Right. So that should probably be affecting the stock more tomorrow if it's 8 p.m. Eastern. Right, Dennis. So I think that's something to look forward to. Yeah. We'll and see I don't if think maybe we get a run into the number. Here. It's, it's a pretty small. What is it? It's for the for the iPads or laptops? Yeah. Say? New iPad, I think. Yep. Uh, it, yeah, the, the computers, it could be laptops. I think that gets mentioned also in there. Yeah. Um, now, one thing to mention is that Apple has retraced 61.8% of its recent run. And that's from pretty much March to the top there of that 198.23. So that, that price comes into play around the 167. If we retrace far enough, will we break through this next layer? Uh, because I feel like this is the last hurrah for the bulls that may be fine. A pullback area. Let's get to the last outlook. Let's do a little bit of some stocks from the chat because uh, what are you sure. guys? Okay, take your time. Two minutes. We have time. Uh, two minutes ticker time here. Uh, we'll see what happens with these. Um, and is there anything on your radar out there, guys? Um, I can at least say that I was looking to see if finally some retail trades would make a lift. That's been a battle to see that. Um, here we go. We're getting some names in here. Let's take a look. And we'll run through it quickly. Palantir, what do you think? I haven't talked and looked at it for a long time. It's come back down here. It is an AI story. It would be on my shopping list here. You do have good support, this 14 to 15 area here. So actually, this is one. And again, I've never really looked at this from you know the debt. And I know that they're not making a ton of money here. But the AI story is going to eventually get hot here again. It's going to be stocks like this to turn around. So would I have Palantir on my shopping list? I would. I'm just not in the buy-in mood yet. I mean, I want to see a turnaround here. I want to see rates start going. And again, maybe rates don't affect this as much. Long-term debt looks like, is that right? It's zero? They don't have any debt? Is that correct? It says zero and zero. and No, I'm looking. Sorry, I'm wrong. Wrong stock. I'm just looking here. Uh, $14.80 to $15 area. That's just no, it is. a real good zero. area. Is it really? Yep. I don't know uh, if that's I don't know if that's right, though. But it says long-term debt is zero. Can we get anybody in the chat verify that? That... That Palantir is zero debt? It's pretty impressive, actually, if that's true. Got a little bit of the war boost and gave it back. I don't know. Just I'm not sure about the fundamentals. I just don't like the way it peaked in August at 20. And that's when everyone said, oh, man, you got to own the stock and the pullback. And then you made a lower high on the move by almost two bucks. So technically not looking great uh, as far as the lower high on the move. But you're coming into an area of pretty good support between 14, yep. 14 and 15. Yeah, shopping yep. list. I'm putting it on my shopping list again. Maybe we're not in the environment where it's been good to buy stocks, but I think this is one on your shopping list. I know that. Chad has confirmed it. They don't have any debt. That's good uh, news, man. That's impressive. I'm going to go against that. that just because I feel like this company has more hype in AI than real use in AI. But, hey. We'll see what happens, right? There's always two sides of the coin, guys. Uh, let's do one more name. Here's an interesting name that's been bouncing off the bottom. Has been absolutely wrecked. Chewy. I have not looked at Chewy in a long time. I know. That's why it's an interesting Oh, oh I knew this ooh. was going to surprise you. I knew this was going to surprise you. Nobody I, wants to buy online dog food anymore. 120 <laughs> bucks. I've joked. In the past, that this is pets.com part two, partially joking, but you know, I'm not like the stock. Wow, you know, you're below IPOs and you're below any this is a new all time low, all time lows. Yeah, pets.com part two, folks. Uh, May 1850, I'd keep an eye on that. Uh, just before you had the last major leg lower, uh, that was um, good resistance. So, I look at that 1850, chain up a little bit in the pre market. Above that, you know, look at, I mean, it can't have some up days. Look at all the down days that it had here. 
a major losing streak. So it's been up and down the last few days. So I'd say uh, the bull, the, the complexion of the market would change if the bulls could get it above 1850 and sustain a bit above 1850. I'll tell you, we, I know a lot of you're saying a lot of people use them. We get a package there at least two, three times a week. So. I don't know what they have, where Lisa can't get it somewhere I know else. You, but... Yeah, you use Chewy. I don't know. I, I, I don't guess know. a lot of people use Chewy. I guess they've, but you know, a lot of people obviously not enough people use Chewy. and stock would do better. Yeah, yep. yeah. It's it's something interesting. At least I see too many people use it, but the stock's not going up. So that tells me enough. And that uh, guy, who's the guy that uh, is it? The that Joker that uh, did Cohen. the GameStop. Yeah, the, I think the he's out. Stuff. I think he's out. I think he's sold he's out position. of the company. I mean, he doesn't own any Chewy. I think he, he started sold out. Chewy. He founded it. He doesn't own any of it. I think Is he sold right? out. From from what I think, Chat will go ahead and confirm this. But uh, I know he doesn't run the company. Ryan Cohen, you're talking about. I don't know if he yeah, I don't think company. he, he must yeah, I think he has any stock. exposure. He founded anymore. it. I think he sold it, but I think he sold Is, all his. You think he sold all his shares? Does yeah, he all his Chewy. At least from my understanding, that's what happened there. But no, you're right. He sold it to PetSmart. You see, you see, guys. Uh, sometimes money, Mitch catches. VC <laughs> Partners, private <laughs> equity firm, purchased by PetSmart. Chewy. All right, guys. Wow. Sold nine. to you. Yeah, sold to <laughs> you. Man, exactly. that guy. He sells. That guy sells right at the top on everything. Bed Bath and Beyond. Chewy. Well, maybe not GameStop. He, he might have a good con- GameStop. Whoever consults him. Is he in jail um, yet? Did they did they prosecute him yet? I know he's under investigation. <laughs> That's who joke, Milton? He is under investigation. <laughs> who Milton? Is. <laughs> How is old GME doing? Where uh, is GME? That was your baby, forget, Joel. Forget that was the best. Forget that GME. Been the best stock you ever traded, man. It's all about you the took that from like five bucks to hundred or three hundred, didn't you? I uh, it was uh, well, they split adjusted now. No, I think it was it was under it was in single digits, and the only reason that I sold it is because I didn't want to say I owned it on the show anymore. And I and, screamed at you to yeah. sell. Like I was like screaming, sell, please sell, Joel. I want to go into your account, break into your account, and sell the stock for you. <laughs> I was, was so, back, yeah. and actually you sold almost near the top. It Where was all time. I don't even, it was like, whatever the all time closing, closing high that day. price was. You sold that the day. All-time cl- yeah. 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 It was all time closing high price. I think it was like around 345. But actually the next day, like after we sold it, it traded up like to 600 in the pre-market. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't have sold it. I'm going to kill Dennis. That was a tough one. All right, and then it never gonna... traded up and then it collapsed from there. So you thank me now. He still yep. hates me for lithium though. All right. We got to, this is what we got to do. And I'm just not going to, I'm not going to give a day uh, perspective. I'm going to give a weekly perspective and I'm going to speak for a whole week. We got to take out Friday's high. And keep a bid there, and that's it. Right at uh, forty-one eighty-five. If not, the bulls are still in firm control. So, the bulls or the bears, the bears, the bears. If we can't get another twenty handles higher today or sometime during the week and hold the bid, then I think you just drift towards, uh, uh, you know, drift towards, you know, forty-one hundred, then maybe four thousand. So Apple's that's my number. Drive the bus Thursday. Yeah, definitely. Night. Apple definitely. will be driving the bus. What about PayPal Wednesday? We didn't give them any love, and I know we have to go, but PayPal. holy mackerel. You see PayPal lately? That, man. Joel laughed. He just laughed. It's like Square. PayPal? Don't touch those things, man. Those Square, are falling PayPal. knives. PayPal, they just don't stop going down. Like, is that an all-time – like, where did Square – like, what's the low in Square? It's a long time since it's been down here. Okay, yeah. so $32 here back in go. 2020, so obviously it was lower than We're that. We're back in months, uh, 2017. Yeah, it was eight dollars. But the but the COVID low thirty two dollars is in play here now. I mean, what a fall from grace here too. Holy! If Twitter was publicly tra- traded, Mitch, this yeah. is what the Twitter chart would look like if it was publicly oh. traded. It'd be like five bucks right now. Poor Elon. I mean, Musk. this is not where you want to be, right? There's so many. There's so much competition that stepped in here, right, in the recent years, and I think that that's what you need to be looking out for. Do certain companies have a competitive advantage, and now are losing that competitive advantage? I'll tell you the truth, Dennis, and I'm working on a new video, and a lot of that is, I think, the competitive advantage for Tesla is done. I don't think it ever comes. You got back. the hate on for Tesla. 
I don't think I it ever comes back Tesla. to that. I've never owned it because I just can't handle the valuation, but it's been a mistake. So I think that's the that you'll never see this again. Four hundred. I think so. Stay I tuned, don't know. Guys. I believe in Elon Musk, though. I'm a Musk believer here. Tesla is on my shopping list, but my price is a lot lower. <laughs> I mean, Tes- uh, Elon is a genius, but unless he creates some crazy innovation, the margins well, are just going to look like this. A falling rock on the margins. It will be a continuous move to margins going lower and lower. You know what the biggest problem with owning Tesla is? Is that when Musk creates some crazy new innovations, it goes into another company. It's like this guy innovates things, but, you know, he doesn't get any of the SpaceX. He's got this. He just forms another company. So I don't know, like, if Tesla's going to benefit from his next huge creation, which is imminent. He will come up. He's a genius. He will come up with something else. He does everything better than everybody else. It's just a matter of whether he keeps that in Tesla or he's doing it somewhere else. That's the biggest risk to Tesla, though, is that he comes up with some huge creations outside of cars and it doesn't go into Tesla. That, that's the risk. Yeah, that is the risk. We'll see what happens with Cybertrucks expected to be delivered in this month, November. Stay tuned for that, right? All right, guys, keep up with Dennis Dick, of course, Triple D Trader. Have a good one, my friend. Go. We'll see what you can come up with today. All right, let's see what happens. Of course, coming up next, you'll have live trading that will be, of course, starting their what? Their trading competition. Who wants to join an absolute free trading competition where you could win potentially a buying power of 620,000. We'll catch that on live trading. That's coming up next. The competition starts today. Don't miss it. I see you guys in the chat talking about it. Let's get over there. I don't know about you guys, but I want to get after the trading action. So definitely smash the like out there, team. We'll bring you over to the live trading competition. That's starting up next. Don't go anywhere.